I promised you I'd tell you all about the Berkey ski race that I just completed a few weeks ago and share with you all of the business lessons that I took away from it. There were so many, however, that I couldn't fit them all into one episode. So I thought I'd start by telling you all about the three embarrassing falls that I had during the race. And I wanted to share my big takeaways from those falls. So let's get on to these most embarrassing ones so I can get them out of the way. And then over in the next few episodes, I'll share some of my other awesome takeaways as well. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So the first moment that was incredibly embarrassing for me was only a few miles into the race. I think I was only like six miles in, and it happened because I was going down a hill and it was one of the bigger hills. And there had been several hills by this point. So that I was, you know, no stranger to hills. And I'm quite confident going down the hills. In fact, I was one of the fastest people going down the hills with the group of people that I was in because they put us in different flights. And I was with a bunch of new people who were doing the Berkey for the first time. So, you know, naturally, lots of people were really hesitant and a lot of them were nervous going down these hills. So they'd start going down the hill. And before they even started, they were snow plowing, which on cross-country skis, generally you don't do. However, I've been doing a lot of hills. And I think that they're lots of fun. And I'll talk more about this later. But so I was like, let's do this. And I knew that the more speed I got going down the hill, the more momentum I'd have going up the next hill. Because it was basically like rolling hills one after another after another. There was no flat ground with the exception at the very end where there's a lake that we went over. And so I knew that if I could get down these hills with a good amount of speed, I could get quite a bit further up the next hill and not have to do that on my own. So the fact that I've been training quite a lot and I don't like going up hills and I knew that this was going to be a stretch for me to finish gave me a lot of confidence and I just, I went for it. So this first... This first big embarrassing fall, it was a huge hill, lots of people on it. In fact, people were leaving space between each other to get down the hill so that if somebody fell, you wouldn't run into them. And it was so, I mean, it's smart. You definitely don't want to run into the person in front of you, whatever. So I left a lot of space between me and the person in front of me. And by the way, this trail is, it's really wide, but because literally thousands of people have been going down this trail and we're in the very last heat of classic skiers because we're all the newbies. So we get in the slowest heat. And so there's already like lanes. And I don't know how to explain it better than to say it looked like there were like four or five slides, like shoots of snow. They were literally kind of like the bottom of a water slide. They were curved. So you stayed in your lane and you just went down that. And if you hopped out of your lane, you were going to run either into somebody else's lane or it was, it was messy. So usually at the top, it was totally in lanes. And down at the bottom, sometimes the lanes disappeared more as, you know, people uh, shifted a little bit more. But there's a guy in the lane in front of me. There's people all over because it was a huge race. Hundreds of us, uh, thousands of us, but hundreds of us in our, our heat in that area. And so I waited for mine. He started going down and I gave him at least half the hill, if not a little bit more before I started, which was quite a waste because this hill was massive. So I started going down. I start going fast. And 
I'm loving it. It's really fun. It's it's like the best part of the race is going down these hills. It's great. And I'm picking up a ton of speed and I am definitely going a lot faster than the guy in front of me, like way faster. Like he really put on the snowplow like a little after I started and I was going to run into him and we were getting near the bottom and I just didn't want to chance it. And so I jumped out of my lane. There was nobody in the lane next to me. And I tried to jump into that lane, but I'm literally probably going 20 to 30 miles an hour at this point. My little Strava tracker said that the fastest I went at one point was 40 miles an hour. So I was going very fast and I got out of my lane and I avoided him, but in shifting over into the lane next to me, I totally lost my balance. And I, I mean, I fell good. I fell hard. I mean, actually, if you want to go to like Giphy, this is the one time I'm so disappointed I can't put an animated GIF for you to see. Go over to Giphy. I'm going to link this in the show notes, in fact, and just type in ski fails. I, I did this earlier when I was prepping for the episode and I lost myself in laughing for quite a long time. And just look at all the different people going fast down a hill that totally biff it big time. That's pretty much what it looked like. I mean, it was bad. It was a hard fall. It was early on in the race. And I was like, what? But I, I was either me trying to avoid the guy in my lane and jumping out and risking falling or running into him and, you know, having a two-person fall, which would have been much worse. So I took the fall on my own. I was kind of bummed. I thought I was going to do it without there. And I mean, it must have looked really bad because people are like, are you OK? Are you OK? I'm like, I, I mean, I was fine. I was totally fine. I mean, my pride was a little bruised, but I just got up, kept going, you know, wiped the snow off. Not a big deal. And I wasn't hurt by it at all. And it was very embarrassing, but I was really thankful that at that point, like I didn't have any injuries. Yes, my pride was hurt a little bit, but I was able to keep going and In some ways, it was really nice that it was early on because it totally broke any fear I had of falling because that was one of the bigger hills. And if I fell there and I was fine, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be totally fine anywhere else too. And so it was just more reinforcement that it's not going to be a big deal. Like falling on snow, even though it's super packed at this point, it's not light, fluffy snow, but falling onto snow doesn't hurt nearly as bad as, say, falling onto rock or pavement or something like that. You don't have to worry about getting scraped up or any of that. It's just, you know, it's embarrassing. And yes, there are risks of more injuries, but these lanes are so big that you're not going to hit any trees. You're not going to go out into the forest. You're basically just going to fall down in the middle of the snow and uh, (laughs) look like a fool, but just have to do your thing. So so I just got up, I kept going and it, it helped actually get rid of any fear I had because I'm like, well, that's all it is. I can totally do this. Okay. So the second super embarrassing moment was when I fell again, but this time, this is so, this is the worst in terms of embarrassment, I think. This one should never have happened at all. I was actually at an aid station. I had stopped skiing. Like I'm standing there, not moving on my skis and a volunteer was handing me a cup of water and I fell over. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was. I can't remember what aid station it was, but it was definitely a little further down the track. But I just totally lost my balance. Like my muscles were tired at that point. And I just totally like fell. (laughs) And the bummer about this one was not only was it super embarrassing because I just, it was like I collapsed right there. It's really, I mean, I'm sure it looked hilarious, but it bent my toes really funny. And so I ended up getting a really bad blister under the toe that bent. I think it, I don't know if it like 
did something within the skin or whatever, but it ended up causing a lot of pain for the rest of my race. And I, I'm pretty sure it was before the halfway point. And so it was so annoying that my tiny fall that I had just standing still without doing anything, just reaching for a glass of water was the one that caused me the most pain and definitely the most embarrassment. Because it's one thing to wipe out when you're at the bottom of a super fast hill trying to avoid somebody. It's totally another thing to wipe out on your skis like you're a newbie just on skis for the first time when you're not even moving. So that was definitely, (laughs) that was definitely the most embarrassing. Now, I had a third fall on the race as well. And while this one wasn't quite as embarrassing as the other two, because not as many people saw it and it it made a little more sense, this one happened right after a really big climb. Now, like I said, there's tons of hills on this and they're pretty steep hills. They're a little more steep than what I'm used to doing here for the most part. And I had just climbed all the way up to the top of this hill using this technique called the herringbone technique, which is where you basically take your skis and you point them out from you and you kind of walk with a V shape up the hill. And it's really annoying. It it makes a herringbone pattern in the snow, which is how, why they call it that. And I got right to the top and I'm about to straighten my skis out to go forward. And I just totally lost my traction and like fell smack on my face. It was right literally at the cusp of the hill. Now I wasn't going to fall all the way back down the hill or anything, thankfully, but my skis just totally went out from under me and my muscles were tired. I'm sure that didn't help, but I just lost my grip and I just, I just went down. And that one wasn't as embarrassing as the other two. Like I said, there weren't very many people there to see what was going on. And many of them had had the same thing happen at that point. But, you know, I just had to get up. I couldn't let it stop me. It was right before a long, fun downhill where I get lots of momentum. So there was some encouragement there. But my muscles were just tired and my skis were starting to ice up on the bottom. And so they just weren't as grippy as they had been. And, you know, it was just it was kind of a normal fall. It wasn't a huge deal, but just got up, kept going and didn't let that stop me either. So why am I telling you all of these crazy, embarrassing stories about me falling on this race, right? Here's the thing. I wanted to share these with you because number one, these falls, I just saw them as the same as failing in some way in your business. Like every single person that runs a business at some point is going to have some sort of failure. Now, it might not be something massive that takes out their entire business. It might just be the stupid tax they're paying, like I talked about back in the episode where I shared my big takeaways from the mastermind just a few episodes ago, so you can go back and listen to that. But all of us are going to fail at some point. All of us are going to fall on our face. (laughs) We're going to look stupid. We're going to be embarrassed. And if you let that fear of failure hold you back, you're never going to be able to get the success that you're dreaming of. And you are going to fail. You know, I absolutely fell hard during the race. And you know what? It was not a big deal. I just got back up and I kept going. And if you let your fears hold you back, you aren't going to get to what you really want. You're not going to have the life that you really want to have. In fact, so as I'm going through this race, there is a point near, I don't know, it's probably three quarters of the way through the race. So it was a long ways into the race. There weren't a lot of people at that point. I don't know if people have dropped or if we just spread out naturally at that point, but I came to the top of a hill and there were four people there 
in a row all across from each other, kind of making a fence to the hill. Like they weren't actually trying to block anything, but there were kind of four shoots to get down this hill, like I had talked about. And it was a big hill. And they're all just standing there looking down the hill, not moving. And so there was a little, like I could see them and I was coming up to them and I'm like, is everything okay? Does anyone, somebody fall or what's going on? Like, why aren't you guys skiing? Is basically what I was saying. And there I look, nobody's down there. They're all like, nope, they're just scared. It was a big hill with a curve at the bottom and they were nervous. So I I just went. I'm like, all right, well, you guys stay. I didn't say this, but I was thinking, all right, you guys can stay here being afraid. I'm just going to go for it. And I went down that hill and I just totally went for it. I didn't stop because if you stop and start thinking about the fears, it's going to make you really nervous and you're going to start getting hesitant and you may try and start controlling things. And when you do that, one, you're not going to go anywhere if you're not going to actually move. Like you're, It might even paralyze you. And all four of them did that. And I'm guessing, just based on what I saw, that one person stopped to look. And so the next person, when they come up to them, they said, well, what is it? And then they're like, oh, it's a big hill. And then another person and another person, because they weren't skiers who were all together in a team or anything. They all just happened to be standing there looking down the hill for a while and trying to figure out if they should go or not. And so... You've got to be really careful because that can stop you in your tracks and can keep you from moving forward. And then when you do go for it, the other thing that I learned from this is that you can't be too rigid. The people who started going down the hills and trying to control everything from the very beginning, like who were trying to do the snowplow on their cross-country skis, which by the way, is not nearly as easy as doing it on downhill skis because your bindings are only connected in the, the very front. So they wobble a lot more. And when they were trying to do that and they were really hesitant and really tight and just, you know, you could just see every muscle was clenched and they were really afraid Those are the people who tended to wipe out far more than those of us who just went for it and stayed loose and flowed with whatever came. And that's the second lesson I want you to take from this is that you need to be willing to just go with what's coming. Like, don't be afraid. Don't try and control every little aspect. Because yes, you may get to the bottom of the hill and there may be a divot in the snow or, you know, a turn that you weren't expecting and like conditions just got worse and worse and worse as time went on because the trail just had so many thousands of people on it that it was really not ideal. But if you stayed loose and you just went with it and didn't worry about it, you could adjust so much easier because your muscles were relaxed and ready to change as needed than if you clenched up and you tried to control every bit of it. And I just saw it time and time again that the people who were confident and relaxed were the ones who were able to adjust and adapt to whatever the trail held in front of them, whereas the people who were clenched and fearful and hesitant were the ones who tended to fail more and fall, I should say fall, not just fail, but fall, because they were trying to control every aspect and they were afraid. And so as you are going forward in your business and as you're facing your fears, one, It's great that you're taking any movement. Any movement, even hesitant movement, is better than not taking movement at all. It's better to go down the hill slowly than to just stand at the top and look down the bottom and wait and not do anything, right? But two, even better than that, is to trust yourself. Have confidence in who you are and that you can do this. Stay relaxed and loose and try not 
to tighten the grip, as my husband likes to say. He's a pickleball player, so he grips his paddle super tight when he's trying to control it all, and he needs to loosen his grip so that he can actually react faster and play better. And so when we loosen the grip in our business and we just accept that not everything is going to go the way that we want it to go, but we are relaxed and loose enough to shift as needed so that we don't fall, you're going to be so much better. Plus, you're going to be able to go faster and you're going to go further because you are loose. You aren't trying to control everything and you take what comes at you in a better mindset and with more confidence. So one other part that this kind of ties into is that I think that people can smell hesitation when we're selling something from a mile away and that it'll hinder your sales in a massive way. And I know I'm kind of making a big jump here, but when you're in business, if you're not confident about your business model or your expertise, or you're not confident about your pricing or if what you're offering is really worth it, or if you can produce the quality that you need to charge those prices, people can sense that in you. Like if you're afraid to share your prices and you keep going in circles and aren't just really clear with somebody when they ask, like they're not going to hire you because they don't think you believe in it. You've got to have confidence in yourself. You have to own the business stuff that you do and your pricing and your offer and your products and your services. Because when you know fully confidently that what you do brings value to them and that it's worth what you're charging, people see that confidence and they mirror that confidence. Like this is all subconscious. It's something that just happens. They might not even realize what's happening. You might not even realize what's happening. But when you have confidence, they have confidence. When you have hesitation and fear, they have hesitation and fear. And when it comes to booking you, they aren't going to do it if they are feeling hesitation and fear. And that oftentimes comes from us. And so you really need to make sure that you're confident in what you're doing, what you're offering, you know, how much value it brings, what your pricing is, all of those things. Because otherwise, just the fact that you're doubting it is going to, it's going to make your results struggle. So I just want you to think about that as you are looking at your business and you're thinking about how you can grow it and how you can get more clients, how you can connect with people better. Remember that we can't come from a place of fear, that we're all going to make mistakes at some point, but it's okay that it's better to move forward with confidence and not hesitation and really just do it. Like, go for it. You can do this. You've got what it takes. You wouldn't have started a business if you didn't believe that you could help the people you want to help. You wouldn't have started growing your personal brand if you didn't believe that you had a message or a service or a product or something to bring to the world that you wanted people to hear that you knew would make their lives better in some way. So don't be afraid. And I know I just talked about in the last episode, I talked about my core messaging and some of the imposter syndrome I feel from time to time. So it's totally normal if you feel that way from time to time, but you've got to really sit down and work through it when you get to that point. Because if you let that dictate how you proceed and you let that change your confidence level and keep you from moving forward, really with confidence, confidence is everything, man. If you can move forward despite that and remind yourself the value that you bring and how you set your pricing and what it does for your clients and why you are qualified to do this, it just makes everything fall into place so much better. So 
not only do you need to be confident, (laughs) but the kind of person that you are makes a big difference as well. And during my race, (laughs) you guys are going to laugh at this. I was totally obnoxious during the race. Okay. I'll just tell you that now. And I'm going to tell you how that played out, how it affected my race and why I say I was obnoxious all in the next episode. And I know you are not going to want to miss it. So if you haven't subscribed yet, definitely do that now so that you don't miss it because it's a really good episode. By the way, if you've been enjoying this, would you leave a review for me right now? If you're driving, don't stop and try and do it when driving or something. But otherwise, if you're in a place where you could write a review right now, would you just pause and take 15 to 30 seconds to let me know what you think of the podcast, whether you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever platform you're on. I do see and read every single review and it really, it means a lot to me to have those reviews. I really appreciate hearing your feedback, but it's also going to help me spread this message far and wide. And I really want to do that. I really want to reach as many people as possible. And I would love for it if you would help me in doing that as well. So The only other thing you can do is if you want to share the episode with someone specifically you know who needs to hear this, you can either send them a screenshot on Instagram or you can post it in your stories and tag me, let people know they should listen. All sorts of different ways to share it, but I'd really appreciate that if you'd be willing to do that as well. So I will see you in the next episode. I'm going to talk about how I was obnoxious and why I actually think it was a good thing. I know that might be surprising to some of you, but you will see. I will explain and you're going to want to hear it. So until then, I will talk to you later. Bye, guys. Hey, real quick before you go. Number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working. That's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.